Are you ready for the weekend yet? We have events, news, and a guest for you to enjoy this Lake Life weekend. Hello and welcome to another episode of Lake Life Weekend Podcast. It's weekend 19 approaching and it is fishing opener. You know, actually I realized that um, last year we were concerned about the ice being off the lakes for fishing openers. So I think the lakes have been open for two weeks already. It felt like a long and hard winter. Yes, it was. But in fact, I think... Um, it just has been a cold spring, but the water is open. We are happy. Now the grass is really green and the leaves are coming. I'm excited. We are excited. The dock is in, by the way. The lift is in. Boat isn't in yet, so um, we have to wait a little bit longer. It was pretty windy last weekend. So I hope you started into lake life as well as um, happily as we did. And I'm sure if you don't reside in lakes country, you're making a special trip this weekend with a boat or just fishing from the dock, um, fishing opener. So get your licenses though. I spoke to Nathan Olson a couple times here and we learned how critical it is to actually purchase a license for the funding of the DNR because that is um, actually a majority of the funding for uh, restocking the lakes. So I think uh, as fishermen and as responsible citizen that is of our best interest so that we have enough fish to catch actually um, yeah I am excited to have a fish topic this episode as well we went to Fergus Falls and recorded the story of the Schmitz I spoke to Kevin Schmidt him and his wife are going to Alaska every year to catch wild salmon and uh, you will learn what they are doing with the fish uh, how they're doing it, why they're doing it, and they are actually operating a little company in Lakes Country in Fergus Falls where they're smoking salmon and you can purchase shares, you can buy pre-order and all those little things. It's I think it's a fun story. They were at our expo also this past March. You could sample their, um, yeah, their salmon and it is delicious. I had it while I was visiting. It's really good. So I don't want to keep this much longer. Check out what's up this weekend on our website, lakelifeweekend.com. As always, daily updated, event schedule, news and uh, stories, pictures, all that kind of fun thing. If you have anything to add to our program, feel free to email us to hello at lakelifeweekend.com. And we are looking forward to connecting with you. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram and all that. Appreciate for listening. We have over 100 episodes recorded. It's fun to see this audience grow. Thank you. And now enjoy Kevin Schmidt with Sunrise Salmon from Fergus Falls. Have a great weekend ahead. Welcome to our interview part of the Lake Life Weekend podcast. Uh, we are off-site. Uh, we are in Fergus Falls. I'm here with Kevin Schmidt. Hi, Kevin. Hello. And we will talk about uh, the company he has built uh, with his wife, Stephanie, uh, Sunrise Salmon. And he will tell us uh, about his idea, how they came up, uh, where they catch the salmon and all those things. But before we dive into uh, the, the product and uh, the company, tell us a little bit more about yourself. Uh, who's Kevin? Who's Stephanie? Um, where are you from? And um, what made you become 
a salmon fisherman and a smoker. Sure. Yeah, I guess uh, my wife and I, we both been, were born and raised here in Fergus Falls. Uh, we grew up here and lived here our whole lives, I guess. Um, uh, we got married, oh, about 10 years ago now. And uh, I've been salmon fishing ever since I met her. And about four years ago, we thought we'd start direct marketing our own catch. And instead of just selling it straight up there, we then have gotten into smoking our own and, and doing a lot more with our own products. Um, Hold it, if you may. So um, it's a passion that became a business because you are, you're, is that your full-time job? Like what's your previous, uh, what's your background before you made fishing your, your enterprise? Sure, I guess uh, I went to school for carpentry Okay. Uh, this was kind of a summer thing introduced to my brother, actually, to start out. And uh, he went up one summer, and then he thought it was great, so he brought me up the next summer. And uh, ever since then, I guess I've, I've been going up and just kind of turning it into a, a, a full-time job. Uh, it was always a job, I guess. It wasn't just for... Uh, a fishing week or anything it was you know to commercially fish salmon so you went on a fishing trip to Alaska inspired by your brother mm -hmm. but uh, not the romantic uh, with the rod so right you you went on a on a boat on a big boat with a net yep we used uh, gill nets to catch the fish uh, not rod and reel uh, we do a form called set net so we're right offshore it's not necessarily a big boat uh, about a 23 foot boat um, and we just catch the fish and pick them out of the net and, <laughs> and bring them down here. Bring them home, yeah. Yeah, that sounds a little bit too easy. So, <laughs> <laughs> so now you were a carpenter and uh, you got married and you had a job and you had a you enjoyed uh, salmon fishing, but it was already commercial with a boat. And then you decided, hey, you know, you discussed with your wife, I assume, mm -hmm. uh, uh, should we make this our our thing? And you bought a boat, and off, how does that work? So, tell us about an, a, a salmon fishing operation. So, what does it all entail? Well, the the first year I went, I was just uh, just help, uh, and the year after that, uh, that year I guess my brother had a permit, so I was working for him and this other gal up up in Alaska, uh, and then the year after that, I bought a permit and and. Then it was my brother and I fishing together, and I uh, just kind of kept going from there. And then my brother sold out, so my my wife bought his permit. And uh, it's kind of like a liquor license, or what does it mean a permit? Like because you're farming, right? Or like it's it's called well not farming harvesting. The har what is harvesting, that? Yeah. What's yeah. that permit about? Well, it's uh, kind of your license to to catch fish, I suppose you would say. Like um, a deer hunting permit. Similar to that? Um, not really. It's it's like more like a uh, I don't know, say driver's license, but it, you you purchase the permit from the state, yeah. or if somebody else has a permit, they can sell you their permit. Okay. Uh, and then every year there's a, a renewal, uh, so you renew it every year. 
as long as you're going to fish. Oh, I understand. So there's a limited amount of uh, uh, fishermen. Correct. Yeah. Okay. So there, let's say there's ten thousand permits. Yeah. And you own one of them, and your wife owns one of them. Correct. Yep. And that allows you to fish twenty thousand ton. Or like, how, how many fish can you fish with that permit? Uh, as long as the fish are getting up the rivers to spawn, that we can we can fish as long as they let us. I guess. Okay. Uh, so if if they have an allotment that they want to get up river to spawn so they lay their eggs and uh, reproduce essentially and uh, so as long as they're getting what their counts are for that day in their calendar their projections they'll let us keep fishing okay so it's not really a, a pounds limit it's uh, more of a time okay so you um, decided four years ago to do this full-time you have two licenses uh, you purchased a boat? Yep. So we purchased, uh, my brother and I purchased the first boat. Uh, so we had a boat, uh, whatever it be, eight, eight years ago, eight, nine years ago. Um, and then I, I bought his half of that. Or my wife and I bought his half of that when we bought the permit for her. And um, it, was, it was four years ago when we started direct marketing and having a, so the fish that we caught, we would just sell to the cannery straight up there, just ah. sell it all to the cannery. Oh, so you just, okay, so you never brought it down here. Right, so then four years ago, we still sold most of our stuff to the cannery, most of our fish to the cannery, and then um, we brought a portion of that to town to have custom processed for us. Ah. Um, and then it was just this last year, I guess, that we made it a full-time thing. I still had a full-time job back home here so we're trying to kind of push this out and to be the full-time thing going to farmers markets uh holiday shows all that kind of throughout the year and make this a full our, our full-time thing I guess. year round let's say year round yeah so what's the season i mean like you have a little family and then uh, your job is actually in a different location alaska is quite a ways mm -hmm. so um when do they, I think the term was spun, when do they lay their eggs? Is it in the spring, I assume? Right, right now? Uh, in, the, in the summer. In the summer. In the summer. Ah, so, okay. they're, so when we catch them, they're on, they are on their way up the rivers to lay their eggs. Okay. So that's kind of the why they're limiting how many we catch, because they want enough to escape. Of course. So that... We have a know, future of fish. We have a future, right. And they've done a very good job up there of... of um, regulating. Controlling. Controlling. Regulating that, yeah. Mm. So in the summer, is that June, July? June, July. So when we started and we just kind of went in and fished and sold everything and came out, it was, I'd say like the middle of June to kind of the middle to end of July. Okay. So a good four, six weeks, you yep. live in Alaska yep. and fish. Yep. And uh, you made almost enough money to actually live year round or like it was a, it was a part it was a part-time thing. I guess it, at that point we were just kind of paying back our investment of the, of all the site, the permit, and kind of everything involved in that up there, I guess. Right. And um, how is Alaska? Is it, is it as beautiful as everybody thinks? Uh, well, some parts of it. I yeah. mean, the, where we are, it's, it's not as scenic. It's a little more tundra and just kind of plain, but it, it's definitely beautiful and the clean air right on the ocean and yeah you know it's you can see mountains off in the distance but 
it's not quite as picturesque as uh, you know other places up there. But um, what made you decide actually to go after salmon? I mean, like we are a walleye country, I guess, and we have enough fish here. Uh, um, what is so different? Is it what is so amazing about netting? What does it give you? Well, it was uh, starting out. I guess it was more kind of an adventure. You know, something something different and. Uh, like I said, my, my brother started it, essentially, and, and I kind of followed because he enjoyed it and found it to be very fun. And um, It wasn't uh, this searching for something and kind of looking for it. It, it, it kind of just kind of presented itself to us, mm -hmm. I guess you would say. And, you know, it's, it's, it's been good and it's fun. And, um, so I just... Keep doing it. Keep doing it, right. So now, and then you were able to sell it to the cannery. Let's say your catch, what's your average, average catch? Three ton, four ton, five ton? Um, probably like average, uh, probably like 35,000 pounds. 35,000 pounds in the whole four weeks? Yeah. And that's two, almost two ton? Oh, 35,000. 35, so it'd be oh. like... Holy buckets. 15, 16 tons. Oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> 16 tons. 17 ton. and a half. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that's a lot of fish. Mm -hmm. And that you sold to the cannery right away. Yeah. And now, um, in this latest years, you decided, hey, let's take some down. Now we are building a lakes country business. Yeah, you bring it to yeah. Minnesota, and now you have a smoker, an environment, and then you. So, what did you start doing? You process it here? Um, well, we. Over the last year, we kind of diving all into it. Uh, so we, like I said, we used to bring our, our catch to town and have it processed. Uh, well, we bought an acre of land in town and put up a building up in Alaska. Oh. So um, instead of bringing it to somebody to process it, we will pretty much bring it to ourselves and process it ourselves up there. Oh, before you bring it to the cannery before. or sell it to restaurants? Before we bring it back home here. Ah, okay. So we'll still we'll still probably be selling a portion of what we catch to the canneries just because we can't. At, at this point, anyway, we don't have markets to to sell it all. That's a lot of fish. It's a lot of fish. <laughs> so you take part of your let's say, uh, uh, how many tons do you process yourself? Um, well, this this year, 2019, we're planning to bring home about 10,000 pounds. So five tons. Yep. Okay. Yep. So uh, the fish, you get about 50% of what the fish is. So we'll bring about 20,000 pounds to the plant, have it processed or process it ourselves, and um, all fillets. So it'll be filleted out, vacuum sealed. And then we'll ship that back to Fergus Walls home here. And um, from there, we'll, we'll sell it raw. We do sell it. You know, so people can grill it or do bake it however they want. To local grocery stores or can they pick it up at your place? Can they order it? Yep, they can order it. We do kind of a spring pre-order. Uh, so you can do like a 10, 20, 30 pound pack. And um, we give kind of a bulk discount for that and a pre-order price. Mm -hmm. um, and we, we do also sell it through a few uh, stores at this time. Uh, right now in Meadow Farm, Fergus Walls, and a few up in Fargo, a couple restaurants. Nice. Um, 
but we'd, we'd sell it and kind of go around farmers markets in the lakes area. We've been up to DL there to, to Mana. Yeah. Um, just kind of get around. They can buy it direct from a fisherman. And that's, uh, you said, uh, raw and un unsmoked. Unsmoked, yeah. And then you also have like a, you, you, you smoke it? Yep. And what is that like? Um, well, I have some here actually, right? Yeah. <laughs> and it's really good. But but what, what do you do there? Well, we, we brine it. Uh, it's a brown sugar brine. Um, and then we, we smoke it slow, kind of a Northwest style. That's kind of what we were going for. Still kind of tweaking the recipe a little bit. Um, and then we we vacuum seal that again. And, and we're, we're pretty new into that. We've only been in this for two three months i suppose okay um so we're still working on getting it getting it places and kind of getting an amount of product built up so that people have it so uh, on the retail side is your ultimate goal to actually have it in in the supermarkets or like direct like is it i mean we live in a internet time age and we are very comfortable our generation to just order things online Is your strategy to actually build a brand and, a, and an online marketplace or do you foresee it being in the Hornbarkers and in the local grocery stores, if I may ask? I, I guess I would say, I would say both. Uh, you know, if, if, if some, we, we do our online, we do our pre-order online as well. The pre-order, but yeah. I'm, I'm curious about the distribution actually because um, I'm always concerned Does it arrive in an eatable, you know, it's, is it frozen? Is it it's fish, frozen? you know, is it actually vacuum sealed? So, I mean, that's a concern, I guess, from, a, uh, from you as a, as it sounds very complicated almost, like uh, what is liability if somebody actually gets, I don't know, you must have thought about that. So is it an obstacle to ship it? it that has probably been one of our biggest obstacles uh, as far as, getting it to people is, is being able to ship it or drive it to them you know it obviously takes time but um, speedy here in town is kind of a regional delivery service they very reasonably priced i think and um, next day so if it goes i, I can drop it off in the morning seven o'clock in the morning and usually the customer will have it by 10 11 The next day, I guess, depending. Is it going in a, a styrofoam little box with ice in it, or how is it being shipped? Yep, we've we have foam boxes that we put it in, um, and uh, I guess as long as there's an amount of product, uh, we haven't really figured the least amount to send, but um, temperature temperature loss. wise, right? Yeah. Uh, okay. So you know, five ten pounds. That's a pretty good amount of frozen product in there. So it. It most likely would not thaw out or even get very soft at all. Can you refreeze it right away? Is that okay? Like, or is it is it meant to be like, hey, now you order it kind of on a Wednesday to have it on Friday to eat no later than Saturday on the grill? I'm just curious how how is because we consume. You have to know, right? When do I order it? How how does that work? I guess we've we've done it kind of a uh, one day of the week. We send out all of our orders, mm -hmm. uh, so it's not necessarily like a daily shipping out kind of a thing mm -hmm. uh, and we haven't sent you know just two fillets or anything it's i think the least that we've sent in the box is about 10 pounds okay like i say so it, it it's almost as long as they get it the next day it's almost guaranteed to stay frozen and cold sure um 
Do you have like fans, like revolving clients? Like who is your who is your customer? Is it you know like do they regularly order? I'm just curious because you're a unique business in Fergus Falls and you're pretty much distributing mainly locally, I understand. Mm -hmm. How do people find you? Probably through the farmer's market and then they continue to uh, order from you? Yeah, that's that's kind of been another obstacle is just kind of getting the word out there and uh, letting people know about us. But a, a lot of the people that have pre-ordered... Um, Have, have done it repetitively over mm -hmm. the last four years. Oh, yeah? Um, so I guess that's kind of uh, what our goal would be was would be, um, by all means, you know, you can order online, but kind of the spring pre-order, and then you get your box of fish, and, and that can last you for the whole season, the whole year. Sure. Um, but, uh, yeah, I guess that's kind of what our, what our goal would be. Kind of like a subscription membership based uh, harvest, like that. There was uh, FSA Farm. Yep. What is it called? Yeah. Something like that, where I have a local farmer. Like I buy my little share and I get my basket every week or every other week. Yep. So it's a similar concept, right? In a way. So I pre-order for my my yearly demand on on fish. That's and and do people respond to that? Do you have orders this year? Um, this year we're we're going to be releasing our our form and whatnot here pretty soon uh, probably okay. by the first of may for sure oh yeah um, we're still in spring i'm sorry yeah. <laughs> it was always the water just opened up i was already in summer mode but you're right yeah. so you you're making pre-orders available just now yep for yep. your catch in june july yep okay yep. We, we didn't want to or we don't want to send it out too early and too late but uh Uh, I guess in the past we've had the kind of the deadline be June 30th. So okay. So you only know, got a couple months and uh, when we're running ads and stuff and just let people know about it. And It's really good. I mean, I, I can't stop eating. So how much is the fish? So if I order fresh, un, um, what is it, just raw, like non-smoked, how much is it per pound? Uh, the farmer's markets and just kind of a... I guess a single fillet here and there. It was we were selling at fifteen a pound mm -hmm. uh, for our for our pre-orders and stuff. I, I think last year we did um, for a ten pound pack. It was um, I want to say fourteen fifty uh, for a twenty pound pack. We did thirteen fifty per pound per pound. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And uh, but for this year, I guess we're we're still kind of setting our prices for that and. Um, I don't know the local uh, like is it competitive with with the with the process with the big is it because it's kind of like this craft beer I mean it, it, so, it seems like you know what I mean like it's more um, what is that word um, artisan artisan I'm sorry yeah thank <laughs> you yeah artisan or artisan um, uh, that's a trend yeah with a lot of like coffee I mean we yeah. we know um, um Uh, Stambino coffee roaster. There's a number of coffee roasting uh, culture popping up again, and yeah. craft brew, and now fish. I mean, like this is amazing. This is a real trend nationwide, isn't it? Uh, there's a few people that we know of, or other companies, I suppose you'd say, that are are selling it in the cities and kind of trying to do uh, 
similar to what we're doing and and you know we kind of feed back and forth on you know ways of reaching the public I suppose but mm -hmm. um, I guess locally here we we haven't really found too many people that that uh, do fish but do like fish right no you, you exactly but you're adding to the to the culture right now I'm sorry I'm mm -hmm. eating it's so good no no that's <laughs> all right um so you're adding to to the to the mix of uh, that's what I meant yeah. we have the coffees we have yeah. the beers we have liquors like spirits now we have the fish and and I think people are willing to to pay the handmade locally made um, uh, extra dollar I guess if it's not cheaper we are not necessarily right. cheaper than the mass-produced fillets right right but yeah mm. so you're doing this full-time your wife is coming up to Alaska yes. she's fishing with you yeah yeah she'll she'll be coming up uh, closer to the start of the season probably for a few weeks mm -hmm. uh, I guess it, she has been up there before but uh, we started having kids and so she wasn't coming up but uh, last year she came with our oldest uh-huh uh, and then this year she'll bring our oldest and then we had a baby in January so yeah. well it'll be her and our oldest and the baby yeah <laughs> so Fisherman baby. Yes. Dude, do you have a home up there then? Like, how do you live? Like, how does that all work? Well, it used to be, well, still it is right now, I guess, but uh, uh, just a cabin on the beach. Okay. It's just a, a plywood box, no running water, no electricity. Okay. So just kind of rustic. Rustic, roughing it, camping. Right. Um, so it's a mixture of adventure, vacation, and work. Yeah. Oh, that is, that is really uh, unique. That's really idyllic. So then. Like I said, we bought uh, bought an acre of land, and uh, we put up a building. And this year, we'll be putting up cabins or okay. whatnot in in town. So uh, it'll be a little more comfortable than just a plywood box. Hopefully, eventually, just kind of you know make it make it nicer every year a little bit. But how big is the community where you are located there? Uh, year round, there's about 900 people that live there year round. Okay, fairly small. But when the season comes, uh, I think they estimate uh, like 15,000 people. Six, just to fish? Just, that's, it, it grows that much just to fish, yeah. Commercially or also just hobbyists? Um, a, a small portion of that would be hobbyists, but for oh. the most part it would be commercially. So this is, you are fishing where we all get our wildly caught salmon from. Like if it's Alaska's widely caught, that's the that's the place. That's that's one, one of, of the places. biggest, yeah. Okay, yeah. okay. Yeah, Bristol Bay is where we fish, and okay, that's that's one of the biggest places, I guess, that is fished. Bristol Bay, and how do you know the numbers? Uh, how many tons are caught every year, and overall? I mean, if it's fifteen thousand fish, I mean, you catch that much fish, it must be um, a million ton almost, or something like that. Let's see. I, I'd have to think about it. Um, I know last year. Uh, I think last year they were predicting like fifty. Let's see, fifty million fish. No kidding. That's fish, not pounds. But um, how I big are they? They're about six pounds. Six two pounds feet? average. Yeah, two. Two and a half feet. Two and yeah, right in there. That's yeah. a long fish, six pounds. Well, six pounds is three kilos. Oh, well, it feels heavy, yeah? Mm -hmm. 
And so, I mean, I mean, no, we are into the fishing again. So you have this big net, and obviously they're all like, how does that work? So you 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 drive with your boat, you you pull that net. Is it a pulling? Or how does that work? Well, we we set net, and uh, so we have anchors into the ground. Okay. Uh, when the tide goes out, we put anchors in, and uh, or they're they're still there from last year. Okay. Usually, if the ice doesn't take them out, but. Um, so then we have. Uh, so you have your spot. Our spot, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And we put, we hook the net on the running line and, and run it out. It's 12 feet deep and it's as long as a football field. Mm-hmm. So it, it's hanging, it's got corks on the top and lead line on the bottom. So it, it'll, you know, sink in the water and stay on the surface. 12 feet. 12 feet, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then they just swim up the stream. They swim, and it's it's a diamond-shaped net. They the fish swim and get their head stuck in it, and mm. can't get out. And then they're stuck. And then they're stuck. Yeah. And then 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 you pull the whole net on shore. No, in the water. How do you release? How well, many fish are in that net then? A well, thousand. There there can be. Mm-hmm. Uh, our biggest day was about ten thousand pounds. That was a very big day. Uh, but uh, we kind of go sideways, so we motor up to it, and then we put the net over the front of the boat, and then we just pull the net, picking the fish as we go. The net comes in one side of the boat and out the other. Okay. So we just kind of pull ourselves along, and uh, and then they have an ice tank in the bottom of the boat. Uh, kind of, yeah. We we have ice and and water on the boat, so we float them and and bleed them at the same time. Bleed means cut them open and uh, take the. Well, we we pop their gills. Yeah. That's how you bleed them, I guess. And, okay. Uh, so they they bleed out. It makes a higher quality meat. Get the blood out of the fish. Okay. Uh, so we ice and bleed them right on the boat to bring them to town. Okay. Process them the rest of the way in town. Okay. So. That's. That's a really hands-on job, and it's just you and your wife on that boat, or do you have helping hands? Uh, we have helping hands. Okay. Uh, we, we've just about always brought two guys up or two people up to to help. So it's a four-man crew on that boat per catch? Uh, three? Three. Sometimes my wife would come out, and sometimes not, I guess. It kind of depended on the day. And you said 23-foot boat? Yep. That's not really long. That's like seven, eight meters it's what I say, I guess, is kind of a glorified Lund yeah. fishing boat back home here. Just yeah. uh, a little bit bigger, probably. But I just cannot picture 10,000 fish in that body. Or do oh, you have to go multiple times we, then? We would have delivered a couple of times. Ah, okay. okay. All that. Yeah, no, <laughs> I don't know. We, we maybe would have hold, held uh, 25 to 3,000 pounds, I guess. 2,500 to 3,000. Per, per trip. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And then is it like in a? It's like in a movie, yeah. So you go onto shore, and then you have, and then you have to bring them out, and and then they slide into, like, how do they? How how far is it from the harbor to the processing well, area? We can, so when the, I guess it's kind of a whole another another thing up there, but uh, with the tides, mm-hmm. uh, there's two tides a day. And mm-hmm. the tide is like a twenty foot tide, or twenty foot up down. Yeah. Oh wow. I suppose average you'd say fifteen, but um, so the water will come up and then the water will go down. So 
when the water's on its way down, we'll just put our boat right on the beach, mm-hmm. and then we can back the pickup right up to it. Really? Um, and then we have a, a little trailer that we um, hook up to the boat, and then we can put the boat right back in the water. So it it's oh fairly easy, or easier than you know trying to carry all the fish in from the boat and keeping the boat wet. And so you let it. You let it rest on the sand beach. Yep, you let it go dry. You let it go dry. And is it, is it a flat bottom then? Flat in, bottom. Yeah. Ah, okay, so it just rests there? Yeah. Okay. Uh, what kind of motorization does it have? Like, is it just outboard motors Outboard motor, yeah. One? Yeah, just one, yeah. Oh, really? Okay. There's, there's a few people up there that have some big 150s, a couple of them, but I guess we haven't found a need for it. Okay. <laughs> okay. Huh. And then you bring it into your trailer, and then you bring it to the plant right away, the yep. processing area. Yep. Okay. Processed right away. And then what time of the day? Is it like, is it early? Is it all day long? Early as, in the morning? As long as they let us fish, we'll be fishing. So we could be, uh, you know, one day we could be bringing, bringing the fish to town at six o'clock in the morning, and the next day it could be noon. It, it just kind of all... All depends with with the tides. They're an hour every day. They're an hour later. Okay. So it it's almost essentially kind of a revolving schedule. So really. So if you so if they're letting us fish twenty four hours a day, um, you know one day if we're, if we're picking when the tide's going out, the next day it'd probably be roughly an hour later than the day before. Sure. So it kind of. In a weird way, it's a revolving yeah. schedule, kind of. So uh, every day could be different. So they say, like, oh, we had we don't have enough fish up in the stream, so today you can only fish for two hours because we need to let enough fish go through. Mm-hmm. Well, typically they have, like, a seven-hour opening. So it would be, like, uh, when the tide's coming in through high water and then when the tide's going out. So there's there's been many days that we don't fish at all because they're waiting for the fish because they're not quite there yet or you know they're they're just waiting for their numbers okay and it's posted every day on a bulletin board or online nowadays online nowadays but uh radio up there is still kind of a, a widely used oh. form of uh, communication also you radio in and ask well just just the local radio. Oh, radio. Yeah. Uh, so I'm sorry. So they'll they'll play, they'll play the announcements at uh, intervals throughout the day. Oh. Nine, ten, noon, or something like that. It's it's just throughout the day. Listen to the radio and see what the announcement was. You know. It's, it's like a it has its own little microcosmos. Yeah, like it's its own little world. It kind of yeah. Interesting. Yeah. It's like it totally yeah. It's, uh, wow, fifteen thousand people in the summer, and then is there like nightlife? Is there like bars or like what do you what do you do to to balance your your hard labor? Like, do you just have a barbecue at the beach and enjoy the calm, or how is yeah. it how is it during the summer there? I we usually hang around at the beach and hang around at the cabins. There's there's a few bars in town, but I mean we'll ship our own beer up there and have a couple on the beach or something. We don't really participate in the in the bar scene for well just say but you know it's it gets kind of expensive up there too sure okay of course 
So you, so how do you prepare? You ship a little container over with all your belongings, or? Yep. This year we we shipped a, uh, shipped a container with all of our supplies that we we're gonna need or think we're gonna need, but every almost everything is kind of available in town. You sure. Know, just kind of common parts and stuff, but um, for the most part, you want to send your own up there because, like I said, everything's pretty expensive. Sure. Um, most things are about twice as much as what they would cost back home here. Sure. Well, it's also distance, you know, the, yep. they have to truck it there or whatever. So you, you fill a 20-foot container or like what do you? Uh, uh, we filled a 40-foot this last year. Really? And I guess most, most likely we'll have another one for next season. Wow. But That's a lot of stuff in there. Yeah. <laughs> before, before we started getting into doing our own processing or wanting to do our own processing it was just a pallet or two is is all we had you know food and and some fishing supplies and stuff but mm -hmm. hmm. so and when are you leaving then late may or first of june um uh, it'll be late may right now we're kind of looking at the 20th of may mm -hmm. right around there that week anyway that's coming soon it'll be soon here yeah and then you uh, do you fly out there or you drive with a? I mean, you need a vehicle or do you have a vehicle up there? How does that go? Uh, we have a vehicle up there, but uh, the only way to get there is flying or by boat. Okay. Uh, so we fly from Minneapolis to Anchorage and then Anchorage to King Salmon, uh, which is right next to where we fish, and that's about an hour flight. Okay. So you all fly out there, and and then you have a vehicle to get around, mm -hmm. and the container will already sit there. Uh, the container will probably get there the first uh, of June this year or so. Okay. Uh, so we'll have a little, few things to do before it gets there. And, mm -hmm. Hmm. Mm -hmm. And then let the adventure begin. Right. And then yeah. So um, looking at the next few couple of years, uh, do you hope to open a little fish store or like a? Like a retail place also, or is it more direct uh, delivery, like the markets and, and, and from order and the restaurants? Or could you foresee yourself opening a fish specialty shop? Uh, I guess at, at this time, we're not really looking to do that. I, I think with our just pushing our pre-orders and um, online orders, like you said, uh, and doing some wholesale to already places that are. Uh, there, but um, you know, I guess uh, maybe in a five-year plan. I, I guess I'm not going to rule it out, but mm -hmm. uh, I just kind of see how things go these first couple of years. Being with kind of diving all into it, doing the processing up there and smoking back here and value-added things back here. And, mm -hmm. uh, so just kind of see where it goes. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Um, yeah, I think uh, we learned a lot about a uh, Alaskan salmon fisherman living in Fergus Falls. Um, usually, my closing out question is, uh, "What do you like about lake life, or what's your lake life like?" I guess in the summers you're mainly gone, and I understand fishing is a big component. So, what do you do the rest of the year in in Lakes Country in Auditor County? What is your f most favorite thing about the lakes? Um, well, we we kind of live on a it's a, it's kind of a pond, but it's about a forty-acre body of water, so it's kind of a lake and mm -hmm. um, private lake. So I I enjoy looking at the lake. We don't make it out kayaking or doing too much, as much as I'd like to. But um, 
So you like the calmness? Yeah, it's yeah. It, it's very. It can be very beautiful, you know, as uh, many many would know, I guess. It's yeah, no, I agree. Sunrise or sunset, and just kind of when the wind's not blowing, it can be very nice. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, very well. So, um, was there anything that I didn't ask that you wanted to share about um, yeah, your your dream? I guess. I mean, uh, you made your your passion. To a, to a job um, did I miss anything I think it was very interesting actually you're following your dream right yeah I don't uh, try to think of anything that you would have missed but uh, I can't think of anything right? yeah <laughs> well thank you very much uh, um, I hope um, people will have interest and uh, find you um, and maybe try it out um, it's sunrisesalmon.com. That's where they can get some more information about your venture. And I must say it's really tasty, tasteful. Um, and uh, yeah, I hope to see more and maybe find more in Detroit Lakes at the at the uh, co-op there, you said. That's where you deliver to. Yeah, we've been there. And uh, now we're just now getting into the Red River Market in Fargo. Oh, nice. Um, and we've been down to Alec, the the uh, the co-op down there in Alexandria, and, yeah, and uh, so just kind of branching out and trying to get places more wholesale and like I say pre pre-order and yeah, yeah. Well, thank you very much, Kevin. Have a wonderful day and weekend ahead. You too. Thank you. Thanks. Yeah, this was already our uh, newest episode of the Lake Life Weekend Podcast. We sure hope you enjoyed it. Uh, tune in again next week with another great guest and updates. Always check out our website, uh, lakelifeweekend.com. And if you have some comments, please feel free to email us at hello at lakelifeweekend.com. And uh, you have a wonderful weekend ahead. Uh-huh.